The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. That's right, everybody. I am Carl Carafel, alongside, as always, my broadcast colleague, Mighty Joe Morin. And today, we are joined by our friend and promoter of Ignite Wrestling. We are joined by Kim Artlip. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, you know, in, in preparation for episode 205 of Turnbuckle Talk here, you know, I had originally kind of planned, you know, talk some usual wrestling discussion or some breaking news or some things going on, some shows. And I thought, you know what? It has been quite a while since we have talked to our friend Kim Arlip from down in Florida with Ignite Wrestling. I was like, it is time to get her back on the show. So welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk, Kim. Um, how have you been? Uh, I'm still recovering from our show on January 23rd. I, I, like I was saying before we went on air, it takes me a couple weeks to get over a show. Man, these guys wear me out. <laughs> it's a long day. <laughs> I'm sure it definitely is. Even just from the little bit of things that we have done uh, with uh, Danny over in the CWE when he's come through and done his tours, we definitely know and definitely understand how... Uh, frustrating at times and how draining it can actually be um for myself i used to uh, help run uh promotion here as well so i mean i i get it i totally do i wasn't actually as in-depth as miss kim is but i do understand yeah kim's an idiot <laughs> so while you were under lockdown i mean florida got locked down pretty heavy it was kind of a hot zone there when you weren't running shows i mean what were you what were you up to what were you doing um, rebranding, yeah. uh, getting our stuff on new video platforms. We got a new partnership with Powered 4 TV out of the UK, um, a new trading card line, 16 new t-shirt designs. I mean, we took advantage of, um, of, of the downtime to, uh, kind of tweak some stuff and change our look a little bit and our intros, our outros, and, and just scout new talent for whenever we got to come back. You know, and, and you know, I came, we're talking a little bit before we went live here. And I mentioned, you know, I, I think you have the perfect name with Ignite Wrestling. If you come up with a line of coffee, please let us know because we will not only promote the shit out of that, we will drink plenty of it. And uh, I would definitely look forward to that. And, um, yeah. but, but also, uh, I see, because I, I, I like the, uh, the background that you have going. Tell us about those gorgeous looking wrestling belts that you have behind you. Um, 
back here behind me. Yes. You can see on each side. That is our women's tag belts. We bought those in 2019 uh, to have a tournament that didn't happen. Uh, that was supposed to happen in May 2020. That didn't happen. September 2020 didn't happen. So May 15th, we are. I don't care if I have to beg, borrow, and steal female talent from all over the world. We're doing a tag tournament, and I'm going to have my first women's tag champs. Now, I know the last time we talked, um, you kind of mentioned that you don't do storyline. Now, incorporating all these championships, is that still going to be a thing for, for Ignite Wrestling? Are you still really not going to do a storyline and just kind of tell the talent, go out there and give these people a good show? And that's it. Because we do shows every four months, it's kind of difficult to maintain a storyline. And um, I'm cursed especially with storylines. Uh, three times I've tried to do a storyline with Serpentico. Mm -hmm. And this started clear back in 2016. Every time I do a teaser at the end of a show to call out to the next show, that person gets signed by the WWE or AEW or they go to Ring of Honor or they, you know, I've had people uh, pass away. I mean, I don't do storylines because, um, I mean, there's so many changes. We did our show two, two weeks ago, three, almost three weeks ago, our card changed 13 times from the time I wow. wrote it in November to when we did it in January. I was still putting people in the show 45 minutes before bell time because wow. COVID, because people couldn't get it, didn't get their tests in time, uh, car trouble, people running late, you know, you name it. And I'm just like, you know, I don't even care. I don't care at this point. We're doing a show. We're back. It's a party. I, I wasn't even stressed. That was the least stressed show I've ever had. Nice. Because yes. it was happening. I didn't care how it was happening. It was just happening. There was a barbecue truck and there was there nice. was beer and, and, and French fries. I was I was in my element. <laughs> so everything's opened up nicely then down there. It opened up. Uh we were fortunate that uh so far our show didn't have any lingering issues from it. But uh, we, we waited. Other shows had been running for months. Um, but if you've seen our videos and you see our photos, we really did space our crowd, despite what people say. And fuck them if they think we didn't. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I had people going, you're not going to space. Yeah, actually, I'm going to space. I have a huge freaking venue. Yeah. We even spaced the wrestlers. We spaced the photographers, the videographers. Everybody was spaced away. Um, but, you know, it was it was just one of those things. I couldn't. I couldn't run before January and have a clear conscience about it. Um, it was too questionable. And I, I had fans there that were that have followed me for five years that are in their 80s. I couldn't risk them. I couldn't risk my best friend's kids. So, you know, it was it was a hard decision. And I was nervous about about, about doing it uh, because it's never been a, a money money grab uh, for me. Uh, trust me, it's never been about money. <laughs> But, you know, it's about it's about the experience and I can't do something where I put people at risk. So that was one of our our big issues with getting getting the show back on was doing it safely and being able to distance. And we did temperature check every person in that building, okay. even even the employees. They didn't like it from walking through. They're like, what are you doing? We work here. We don't care. We're, we're taking your temperature. Now, you're you're continuing uh, this show. It happened at the Walking Tree Brewery. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And and that's gonna is that pretty much the staple? Is that the uh, is that the arena for Ignite that's, Wrestling? 
that's our home. And, um, and I jokingly say, because it's two miles from my house and I hate to drive, <laughs> but it really is. It literally is two miles like down that way. Um, but yeah, it's a great venue. I have height, I have room, I have, I can, I can fit five, 600 people if I want to. Even, even when we did a show with 320, we weren't crowded. We still had plenty of room because right. it's a massive venue. Yeah. And plus it's got an inside and outside area. And we kind of restructured, they restructured the building during COVID. Okay. So we have even more room than we had before. So it's, it's great <laughs> for us. Uh, the guys can just run all over the venue and have a grand oh, time. Awesome. Uh, I like that you've been doing the the tests and the temperature checks and uh, to keep everybody safe in that. That's, uh, that's fantastic. I mean, and, and up here where I am, I mean, even just yesterday going shopping at our local Walmart, I mean, no lineups, it, it, it was crowded in there and you just walk in the door. Um, there's a security guard there just standing there and he isn't do, really doing anything. You know, you have to wear a mask to go in, but yeah. you know, just, it, it, it's your, 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 people can have their opinions on, on how severe COVID-19 and how infectious and everything it is. But I mean, uh, just uh, with that, I mean, just you're playing with fire, allowing that many people into, into one area. I know it's a big store, you know, meanwhile, these small businesses are struggling to survive, but then we take somebody like you, Kim, taking the proper precautions, but letting, still letting some people in, but being safe about it, that that's the right approach. Um, I'll tell you what, I went to Walmart. Um, uh, I, I'm going to think, I'm thinking it was like August, July or August, mm -hmm. and people were crowding me and took yeah. their masks off, and I cried in Walmart. I had to leave. I was like bawling like a baby. I was terrified. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've taken advantage of uh, the streaming platforms. Uh, like I said, I've added us to new platforms. Um, you know, we're trying to be as get as much content out as we can, but I don't feel the need to, we to run. I never have. Uh, in, I haven't in years run monthly or bi-monthly. Uh, I made that decision clear back in 2017 and I'm still sticking with it because um, I would rather have a, have a, our shows be an event that you look forward to than being, Oh shit. It's the first Monday of the month. Let's go see ignite, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. And, it, and I mean, even just like, uh, just like our, our viewer and listener there, Don <laughs> had written like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> having something there that is just purely for the people. It's not yeah. having to worry about a storyline. It's just, let's go out there and put on a good show for the people is definitely something that uh, is needed a little bit more in, yeah. in the world of professional yeah. wrestling right now. Plus, if you have the right talents, I mean, you can still tell a story inside that ring, you know, whether it's something that's consistent show to show. I mean, that, that's really entirely up to everybody that's involved. But, um, I mean, good wrestlers and good talents can still tell a story in the ring just with the physicality, just with the match itself, you know, as opposed to an overarching storyline, which, you know, may or may not get over well with people. You can just put on a show in the ring. And as somebody who's a big yeah. fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling with more of a sports-like presentation with not a whole lot of storyline, I can really appreciate the product that you put out. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've never really been into storyline, and I think it's funny because people will ask me, you know, can I be on the committee to do this? And I'm like, <laughs> what committee? It's like I'm sitting in my bedroom yeah. office going, let's see. I'd like to see Kylan King wrestle Leon Scott. <laughs> you know? uh, originally, it was, it was originally going to be our champion, Troy Hollywood, and I will tell that backstory. Uh, Troy, unfortunately, got COVID. So Troy had the back out. Uh, we didn't know when he's gonna when he's gonna show uh, back up, uh, you know, with COVID and, and moving and his girlfriend supposedly getting signed. I don't know if that's true, but they did move to Orlando this week, so you know we vacated the belt and changed the story. 
So it didn't do me any good to do that story. I had this great build up to it, a cool ass video. And then it was like two days before it, uh, hey, hey, Miss Kim got COVID. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so you got to be flexible. And, you know, when you have people like Leon Scott that's been in the sport for 18 years and you have people like Kylan who's wrestling on AEW Dark every week, yep. they don't need a storyline to go out there and entertain. Yep. I mean, they. I mean, these guys have been around. Uh, a, a lot of these guys have been around. We only had one match that didn't change out of the six. One match that didn't oh, yeah, change. Because, I mean, with all the wrestling that's kind of going on down there, I mean, you have yourself, you have AEW, you have, you know, Obviously, you wouldn't have access necessarily to them with the WWE talent, but I mean, there's a, a lot of talent down in the, the kind of Florida area, so mm-hmm. you must have a, a pretty good pick at some uh, some really top-notch people there. Um, AEW is a little, uh, I'm not going to say difficult to work with because they have multi- multiple levels of contracts, yeah. so there are people I can work with, there are people that I can't work with, and with COVID and some of the shows not distancing, it's making it more difficult to get AEW talent. But, um, I mean, we're, we're going to figure something out in the long run. Um, I mean, there's enough people and uh, everything. And the fact that I'm going to be the only company in Florida not running WrestleMania week is going to be interesting. Because yeah. I don't have nothing to prove. No. And I don't feel comfortable going three hours from my house in a venue I've never seen and run a show with a crowd I can't control. Absolutely. Uh, our friend Don Lewis saying something here. Uh, I like the idea of not running every month because your fans can get burnt out in wrestling. Now, yes. is, is that something that's active in your your approach, Kim, with uh, not running every single month uh, because you don't want your eyes to get burned out? Is that actively in your mind? Um, it's been in my mind because there was a company that used to run monthly, um, and they're kind of what inspired me to start a company because I thought that I could do so much better. Because how many times can I see, you know, Bobby and and and, and Joey wrestle, and I, I, I over a year's time, and you're there twelve times, and they wrestle five? Like seriously, I'm so tired of this feud. Um, and it was the same finish, same three finishes, because they only knew three finishes. Uh, if I had to see the weapon that got tossed back and forth and the referee with his back turn one more time, I was going to blow my brains out. Seriously. <laughs> it's a main reason. Uh, I don't know if I can speak uh, f- for you, uh, Kim and, and Carl, on this, but uh, I, I agree with what Don says. You know, when you see in the same talents, you know, this is one of the main reasons why I don't watch a lot of WWE, especially Raw and SmackDown, is we see the same talents mixing mm-hmm. up every single week and just it, it gets to the point where it's like, eh, you know, it's like, what else can I see from these two? You know, it's it, when you do this kind of stuff, you have to do it sparingly, in my opinion, for yeah. it for it to be kind of effective. Well, what, what's your take on on uh, getting burnt out on wrestling, Carl? When it comes to the same talents going at each other all the time? I mean, I've voiced my opinion yeah. several times on here about, let's say, Sh- Sasha Bailey, hmm. right? Or um, you know, uh, Sasha Flair, or Bailey Flair, or Becky Flair, or you know, and anything like that. I mean, it's it's always a continuous using the same people all the time, and and it just mm-hmm. you get tired of it after a while, and then you start to tune out because you're like, okay, yeah, and you're you're essentially calling everything that's happening as the match goes on, and you're going, okay, so yeah, here's what's going to happen next. There's going to be these three moves, and then there's going to be a double down, and the ref's going to have his back turned, and this person's going to, and you already know what's going to happen, and it. For me, it just it really takes away from the experience of watching professional wrestling when yeah. I know too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I hated for a long time, especially in the indies, women's matches were bathroom breaks 
because it was the same finish with the same people. Same one girl wrestling one of her students that she was training. And you knew it was going to end. So why bother watching? And that's what a lot of it's turned into. And, you know, that's the thing. You know, people yell at me a lot. One of the criticisms I get is because I don't have the same talent at every show. And we've done 20 shows and used 160 different wrestlers. See, uh, so we have a small core that's there, yeah. but we bring in other talent because we don't have fans that are invested in a storyline that know these people. Yeah. We have fans that are watching AEW that would love to see so and so from AEW, or they'd like to see that person, or you know, or you know, somebody that's that's really cool. Um, so you know, being being a year apart, it didn't matter who I brought in. They were just like, hey, girls in tiny pants, and guys are coming back in tiny pants. <laughs> See, I, I love that approach because I, I love seeing different talent all, all the time, kind of uh, mixing it up. And uh, just it's, yeah, that, that, I much prefer that as opposed to seeing the, the same people go at it uh, again and again. Well, um, I, I think you know Ken Dixon from uh, MCW. Mm, uh, I believe so. Ken Dixon and Joe Keys. Ken Dixon uh, had a fantastic rant for a long yeah. time about uh, guys wrestle everybody seeing the same guys every at every show within a 30, 40 mile radius. So why would somebody come and see my show if on Friday night, if they could go Saturday and right. see him for 10, for 10 bucks down the road and he's going to be Sunday over here at the fairgrounds. So, you know, you, you have to mix it up. You have to bring different people in. And, you know, we had, um, we had, uh, uh, we had Dream Girl Ellie. We had Casey Lennox. We had uh, uh, John, uh, Justin Blacks. We had Kylan, uh, who've all been on AEW uh, during COVID. Yep. Uh, and we had, I mean, we had we had people that have been on Ring of Honor. I mean, there are people that are making their names out there that you're not going to see anywhere within a, a couple hours radius yep. of us. So why not come down and see them? Because that's always been my big bitch. Especially uh, with Lacey Lane. Lacey Lane wrestled for me. Um, and w- was she Caden Carter now in the WWE? Mm-hmm. We had people that wouldn't come watch an Andy show, but would drive 35 minutes down the road to NXT when she signed to get her autograph. And I'm just like standing in line. You know, you could have seen her like for two <laughs> years at <Yeah>. our show. <laughs> Dumbasses. See, see, and I, I love being able to just kind of jump in because I'm somebody who watches, uh, I watch a lot of wrestling, but I don't watch a lot of the same wrestling all the time. You know, I try and be, be fairly diverse. So, again, I really kind of like your, I mean, I, I'm someone who can really appreciate a good storyline done properly and done, you know, what makes sense, which not too many places can do. But I love being able to just kind of jump in and feel like I haven't missed out on a bunch of stuff. Right, so that's another reason why I like uh, I like your approach, and I wish other places would uh, not necessarily not to be like any kind of storyline going on, but just having going a little too much with it can backfire. Like you said, talent can get hurt, things can happen, travel restrictions, people can make something, and then you have to uh, go on the fly, and then it could compromise the story. Right, so um, that's where that uh, can be an issue. Well, I mean, if you have people that that can tell a story in the ring, you don't have to have a giant build up to it. Yep. Um, we had we had two young guys, uh, Captain Aaron Nova, hysterical kid that does a lot of promos, <laughs> and Jared Diaz. They were the only match that didn't change, and they did a hysterical back and forth on promos, and it was a cool match. Uh, but they, I didn't have to build this big controversy <laughs> about you know how they were going to come to let the guys do it. That's what they're they're trained 
to do. That's what they go to school for. That's, you know, and Jared Diaz interned at the WWE backstage in production. He knows how to tell a story in the ring and on the mic. What's the feedback that you get from all the the, the talent coming through? Do, do they is do they go up to you and say, "Hey, you know, it's, it's so nice to be able to just come in and just kind of do my thing." Like, do you do get a lot of feedback of people appreciating that 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 approach to be able to just come in and just kind of do their thing? I wish they would give me promos, bunch of jackasses. But <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't put the meme up with the of the skeleton waiting for the promo that I usually put. <laughs> no, actually, I did get promos this show, and it was like blew my mind. I was like, "Holy crap! What are uh. these?" videos uh you know that they, they like they like it because you know we run a noon show they can come in uh they have to get out of bed and they're up anyway so they come in they do their show if they don't have another show they got their evenings and it's it's a saturday off for them and they love it you know uh because otherwise they would be two three o'clock in the morning driving home from a show <laughs> so i mean they're back home before dark kicked back watching netflix so you say that you did get promos this time, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, right. Yeah, I have we, to say this time. <laughs> we, I, I, I know, I know that you were um, kind of kicking yourself for this, uh, that you didn't get any photos with the talent. Uh, that's which, that's not which, that's an ongoing theme with me because I'm usually <laughs> so distracted I don't think about it, and then when I want to do it, I'm all sweaty and gross by that point. And, um, you know, there was just a lot going on. And, and, and the original the original idea was I'm going to get in with the professional pho- photographer and take pictures with them. I walked by one photo is the only photo you see. I was like, hey, can I jump in? Hey, and kept on going. <laughs> uh, so uh, no selfies. Well, I didn't want to get too close to anybody. I wasn't hugging no. anybody. I wasn't really touching anybody. Sure. And just the thought of getting that close without our masks on. I love them to death, but you don't breathe on me. <laughs> uh, so maybe for next is, time, what needs to yeah. happen is that you, you hire two photographers and then as the talent walks in, you got to tell them, okay, you need to go see Miss Kim right away. Yeah. And then you're already there. Now, I was too busy scanning them with a thermometer. I was like, eh. <laughs> next so now, are we, are we going to get to see these promos? What promos? Well, you said that the talent, some some talent actually did record. They're, they're, they're on the website. They, they're they, on the website already. Okay. Uh, yeah, they were up pre-show. So uh, once we set the card for May, I plan to have a lot more promos coming into May because uh, we're going to have at least, uh, I'm doing the count my head, 10 women in the show. Nice. Okay. Eight to 10 women in the show. So yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to get the women to trash talk. Nice. Well, and for all of the listeners, what is that website? IgniteWrestling.com. Perfect. Yeah. We'll make sure we'll link it in the description. Um, the promos uh, are actually on our Facebook and Twitter. So yeah. okay. if you look on our, our Facebook, uh, which is Ignite, all of our all of our social media is at Ignite Wrestling. So if you look on yeah. our Facebook, you'll see all the promos. I'll make sure to, to link all that um, uh, in, in this and then in the auto version that we put out tomorrow as well so people can go check all this content out. Now, now given that you were... Not running shows for a little while, Kim. I mean, are you somebody that still kind of actively watches other wrestling, or are you still a fa- still a fan? Is there anything that's kind of tickling your fancy, or no, not at all? Are you doing other stuff? I'm like, do I watch? Ra- I don't. Re- <laughs> I did not watch. Uh, the funny part was I did not watch the Royal Rumble, and I'll admit this, but I was in a watch group for it mm-hmm. because for some reason the WWE Network wouldn't let me in, so mm-hmm. I was watching the I was watching the replay on Twitter. 
Oh, wow. So I'm like, and it's talking to these guys, and I'm, they're like, you must be a couple seconds behind me. And I was like, yeah, I came to my WWE tour. Um, it would not accept it. And I tried to create a new account, and I still couldn't get it to, and it wouldn't, it was buffering. And I was like, yeah, nah, forget it. But uh, I don't, I, I, I watch wrestling. I watch a lot of it on YouTube. Um, more than anything, I watch, um, I never miss AEW Dark. Nice. Uh, because my boy's on there, Serpentico. <laughs> nice. Well, I got Serpentico and Kylan and Dream Girl and and, uh, and Red Velvet and a whole bunch of people that I know. There's probably about eight people that I, I personally know that it's on there. So I do watch that, but I don't watch the WWE product that much. No. Unless unless they say Lince Dorado's wrestling, I'll be there if it's Lince. Nice. If it's Lacey wrestling, I'll be there. Uh, other than that, no, I, and I don't watch Impact at all, and I know that's going to kill some people that are like, huge Impact fans. But um, I, I don't because of the way I don't have cable. <laughs> I'm a cord cutter. Yeah. I don't have cable, yeah. uh, so that's why uh, I don't watch a lot of the stuff. Is uh, I watch New Japan some. Nice. But the fans are so different. Yeah. That's watching Japanese wrestling and the fans just sitting there with their little golf clap. Yep. It's just so funny to me right. because everybody's like. I'm over here losing my shit, and they're just sitting there like, yeah. Well, you, well, <laughs> you're you're not in the minority, Kim. There, there are a lot of people, you know, uh, people that I speak to that are cord cutters, or they they don't watch a lot of cable television. They consume a lot of their not only their wrestling content, just their content and their entertainment uh, in general through YouTube or through Facebook or you know the forms of social media, whether it be Netflix or you know, streaming services. There, the the cord cutting yeah. is not the minority anymore. It's just starting to become the, the majority, you know. And given now with the WWE Network with this Peacock deal, a lot of people aren't necessarily going to have access to that either uh, through the internet, right? So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of evolves going forward. I mean, there's just so much content out there that I mean, yeah. I don't really need to have it because I've I've got like OVW. I have OVW on Roku. I have yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OVW on Roku. I have uh, like all the New Japan on on. Ro- well, I have Roku. I have Fire Stick in this room and Roku in, yeah. in in another room. So I have apps like you wouldn't believe. Anytime I find something, I'm I've got apps so I can sit and watch all kinds of wrestling. And like we've been on Roku for four year four and a half years. Yeah. Uh, some of our our stuff is all over the place. Uh, if I had to sit down and figure out where all I put it, it takes me a while to remember. Yeah, but I just have a list when it's time to upload. Yeah, because you know, hey, look, there's somewhere I can put content. Yeah, I'll put it there. <laughs> it's cool because uh, I have a, an Apple TV here, and uh, mm-hmm. it, they kind of group everything all, all together, all in that one app, so I can go and watch Ring of Honor, New Japan, or OVW, and that kind of stuff. They it's all kind of grouped together. It makes it really nice and easy to kind of get in and out. And um, and yeah, I mean, we'll see going forward here in Canada how uh, this Peacock deal is going to affect the, the network here in Canada. I'm sure it will eventually, um, but. Um, We'll see how that kind of uh, goes going forward. Yeah, as of right now, it's not supposed to affect anything yeah. uh, when it, it comes to Canada, it the UK, or anything like that. It might. But, I mean, only time will tell, so, yeah. I mean, we'll definitely have to see. Um, now, Miss Kim, you talk about Serpentico. And I know how much you love Serpentico. And I'm wondering, what do you think about this pairing with Serpentico and Luther? When they first did it, it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. And I, I couldn't quite make sense of it. And, um, you know, but he is such a Japan legend. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been all over the world. 
and a lot of people had no idea who he was. Right. Um, you know, and the more I watch him, the, the cooler I think he is. And, you know, just the way that they've connected and using uh, using Serpenico as a weapon, <laughs> which is, yes. I'm pretty sure that was Serpenico's idea. He just yeah. loves to get thrown around. But, uh, you know, you, you always get that oddball team, and I am so happy to see them getting over so much more than um, Luchasaurus and, and Marcos. I hate Marcos. <laughs> Lots of people. Yeah. It's like, good God, gain 20 pounds and right? become a... A 12 year old. Start eating some cheeseburgers, boy. Yeah, I want to get that kid down and force feed him a pork chop. <laughs> awesome. It's like awesome. it's it's I understand and I and I've explained this to people. There are times that I can suspend belief. X Pac is a perfect example, yeah. but Marcos no, dude, yeah. you're like you're like an eight-year-old. Get out of the ring. You're gonna get hurt. <laughs> there you go. There are a lot of people that share that sentiment, uh, trust me. It's not even yeah. big enough to use as a weapon. Every time they throw him, I just want to, I think I'm going to hear this little plink yeah. sound when he hits. <laughs> so for Ignite Wrestling, Kim, what, what are the plans going forward now that you've uh, run a show coming back? What, what are the kind of the bigger picture plans going forward? Yeah, world domination, same shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a magazine. Uh, we have our, our, our latest issue of our magazine coming out uh, March 30th. March 1st? <laughs> I don't know, March 30th. March 30th. That was a good one. I got the, I'm got. i the one that sets the deadline, March 30th. We have a new issue. Uh, uh, Leon the Terrible will be on the cover. Um, we've got a show May 15th. Uh, we're working on a September-October date. Um, and uh, we're just looking to possibly do a new trading card ed- uh, issue edition coming out nice. uh, of 2021, possibly, after the May show, of course. Um but um, no, same as always. Keep digging. I'm just gonna keep digging. I'm gonna keep putting the content out there. I'm gonna keep uh, you know sharing it on on all the platforms and 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 growing. We just uh, we just went past six thousand Twitter followers this past week. We're coming up on eight thousand on on Facebook. So we're growing. Um, and uh, pandemic or not, it, we're not gonna slow down. That's fantastic. Now, the magazine. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, considering like the WWE years ago decided just to you know stop doing the magazines and stuff like that, and PWI is even like every two months yeah. it's coming out and, and and what have you, and then now for you, you you've decided to go digital with the mm-hmm. magazine, and I think that that's a, a brilliant yep. idea to go digital with it so that it's it's available there and pretty much available at any time. For when somebody wants that, and it's it's uh, on their their computer or their phone mm-hmm. or their tablet, no matter where it is, they have it with them all the time. I, I think that's ingenious. Yeah, we we looked at print, and we actually had a magazine for a year before we went to Zinio. Uh, and I, I have to say, every time that we come out on Zinio, and I type wrestling into the app, and I see us beside PWI, I I pop really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it's it's not a huge money maker, and I don't know that it ever will be, but it's more cost effective to do it digital. And uh, you know, the thing is, I want to get the guys out there. Um, I want the backlinks. You know, I'm I'm so old school. I say backlinks. <laughs> I want the backlinks and the SEO from it. Um, but you know, it gets our photographers out there. It shows people a little bit about us. We can tell some backstory that we don't necessarily get to tell. And little little behind the scenes stuff, 
And of course, you know, push our merchandise because I'm all about the merchandise. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I know, uh, I'm, I'm assuming I can speak for Carl uh, here as well, that, you know, once uh, more restrictions kind of get lifted, I know before COVID-19 kind of started, and like, you know, eventually I want to make my way down to Florida to, to, to see some Ignite Wrestling in person. It might be a little while, Kim, but as soon as it's humanly possible and I can scrape together my, my dimes and nickels together, I will be coming down um, to watch some Ignite Wrestling because it's been a while since I've been down to Florida, uh, A, and B, I mean, I got to go see this wrestling in person. You just want to come to Disney, and it's only 90 minutes from Disney. So that's See, I'm not a big Disney fan. I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan. And, see, I'm not a big Disney fan, but I know I'm a big wrestling fan, and there's a lot of wrestling in that area, and uh, eventually, soon, very soon. It's not all about the Disney. It's that. about Disney Springs and the Earl of Sandwich. That's what it's all about. I have never been to Disney. I have never been to Disney Springs. In 19 years, I've never been there. Even just passing by. Just no, hit the Earl of Sandwich. Quiet. That's all you need. One of the Never best sandwiches I have ever had in my entire life. Earl of Sandwich. Tell us more about this sandwich, Earl, before we... Yeah, uh, what kind of sandwich? Let's talk about the sandwich yes. here. Sandwiches are... There's a multiple varieties of sandwiches mm. made mm. all right there in front of you. Fresh ingredients. Good price. You can have your choice of uh, side with it, whether it's potato chips, whether it's soup. You get a drink with it. It's a whole assembly line that goes around. It is just... It's fantastic. I can't say anything but that. It's just fantastic. I've, it sounds good. I've eaten at the Earl of Sandwich probably three or four times from the times that I've been down in that area. And it's a, it's a constant. We go, we'll go back to the Earl of Sandwich instead of going to, like, the Hard Rock or going to uh, um, anywhere yes. else, right? right? Like, Rainforest. We won't even go to the Rainforest. We'll hit the Earl of Sandwich. You go, Earl of Sandwich, if you're listening, uh, get a hold of us. <laughs> and we'll, uh, if you want to pay us to plug you, we will definitely do so. I've never been there. I, now, I've been to Pramani Brothers, and I think they have one in Tampa. Uh, and that's my go-to when I go to Pittsburgh. When I go back up home and I fly into Pittsburgh, on my way from the airport, I have to go to Pramani Brothers. Yes. Very yeah. cool. Is there and anything it, specific there that keeps uh, drawing you back? It's, the sandwich is like this thick. I mean, it's, it's a monster <laughs> sandwich. I, I can't eat a whole sandwich. Okay. And, and they have like so many celebrities and it's right near the, the Steelers up uh, and the Pirates uh, stadiums are right in the strip district. And the sandwiches are as big as your head and just absolutely 24 hours a day. You oh, can nice. get a sandwich there. So nice. Fantastic. Nice. Very cool. All right. You got any other universal and brings the world together. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. All right, Carl, you have any other questions uh, for Kim before we, uh, before we uh, send her on her way and we bring in Mr. Uh, Ryan K. Bowman here shortly. I don't. I don't. Have I don't get to say hi to Ryan. I mean, you can stick around if you if you want to. I gotta say hi to Ryan. Yeah, you stick Ryan around for our hi. showstopper segment. Mm -hmm. We're totally fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. I will hang and be quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Carl. Well, well, you know what? Why don't we take a brief break then? And uh, let us hear from our friends over at uh, Collar and Elbowbrand.com. We're going to come back and talk uh, some breaking news in our Match of the Week segment as well. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow 
is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, guys, Mighty Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk with our friend Miss Kim down in uh, Florida with Ignite Wrestling. And as you saw there with our friend Al Snow at OVW and uh, callnoblebrand.com, if you use promo code JK Podcast, you can get 10% off anything you purchase there. As you can see, uh, Carl has that thing on top of his head every single week. I'm actually wearing my collar and elbow mirror tee. I know you can't really see it, but it is there. So make sure and check it out. They have a ton of great content, uh, not content, they have a ton of great merchandise there that you can uh, uh, purchase and Helps us out a little bit, too, with that uh, promo code. Definitely does. And just remember that with it as well, it doesn't matter if it is brand new merchandise or if it is the clearance merchandise, you get your discount when you use the promo code JK Podcast. Absolutely. All right, let us get to our breaking news segment. All right, Carl. Well, there's a ton of breaking news that um, is on kind of my radar, but uh, one that I definitely wanted to bring up here, um, you know, because this is tied a little bit to our other platform here, Carl, with uh, with Love Wrestling. Uh, Spencer uh, just recently talked to Miss uh, Shaw Guerrero uh, not too long ago. I think it was maybe a week or two ago. Uh, she actually, as of today, or I believe uh, yesterday, or just over the last couple of days, announced that she is going to be stepping away uh, from professional wrestling for the, uh, the, the foreseeable future uh, due to some... Um, you know, to some mental health uh, issues going on. So, so yeah, uh, kind of a big deal. I mean, she was kind of set to kind of uh, break through, and she's going to step away. I mean, your health, your health is more important than anything else. It definitely is. I mean, the the, the mental health today is um, really being tested, uh, especially yeah. over the last year, over 2020, with, uh, with the lockdowns and with uh, all of the restrictions that have been put into place. Lots of people are really definitely feeling... Uh, the effects of mental health and um, I mean we just want everybody to know that uh, you know what we're an open platform if, if somebody needs to reach out and somebody needs to talk uh, yeah. message message us I mean we don't know you and it doesn't matter we still care and we want to make sure that we're open and available for people as well yeah. and we definitely are so anytime that you're feeling something um, Joe and myself we both work overnight shifts and that seems to be the time when lots of people start to have their uh, uh, their mental health problems uh, really creep in um, so I mean the availability is there just message us and if you don't feel comfortable messaging us message a friend I'm sure everybody has that one friend that they can contact no matter what and lean on those people you definitely have to lean on those people and in time you're going to be able to be that person that's being leaned on yeah and and it's going to take time and it's going to take some you know some some figuring out 
but it's going to happen. I, I can guarantee you that. And I say that from personal experience. So don't feel that you ever have to be alone because you don't have to be. There are people out there that you can reach out to. Since we're on this topic, Carl, we have Kim here, and we can get a unique perspective on this uh, with Kim being a promoter, running a company, because I'm sure that she uh, likely encounters this on a regular basis, dealing with talents uh, directly. I'm sure it comes up here, uh, Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is something that I'm sure you uh, have to deal with occasionally, a wrestler is going through some issues, correct? Um, yeah, I've, I've had some that I've been on the phone with at 2 and 3 and 6 in the morning. Um, because of something that's been said on social media or something that's happened in their life or, you know, dealing with, uh, a lot of them are dealing with trying to balance, uh, wrestling and their families. And now that, you know, especially with COVID and losing that income, uh, it's a lot of added stress and poor, uh, Shaw Guerrero. And I, I feel for her, not yeah. only, you know, you got to look at the background she's come out of and the, yeah. the, the family, uh, history and having to earn her own name. Uh, with the WWE, that's so much stress. And, you know, I, I totally applaud her stepping back and taking care of herself because at the end of the day, um, wrestling will always be there in some form, but yeah. you got to get help when you need help. Well said. And I, you know, I've done it myself. Well said. Well said. All right, Carl, is there any uh, breaking news that uh, that you want to get to that uh, has uh, shown up on your radar recently? Yeah, I, I do, actually. What and do this, is, uh, this is a pretty big one um, that is a little controversial for some people. Okay. Um, but I, I, I want to say, and I want to give uh, my, my congratulations and my support to someone that, that, that others may, may know from the WWE uh, as Tyler Rex. Um, so for those who don't know, it's all out there already and we're okay to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabe Tuft, known as Tyler Rex in the WWE, has gone through his life feeling just a little bit different and if you're interested and wondering what exactly was going through his head or her head let's say her head now she has it all out there on all of her social media platforms out there for everybody gabe tuft is now gabby so that's that's fantastic and 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 i I say that because i have a child that is transitioning as well and I think it's it's really beautiful to be able to see somebody who has been seen as this like big, strong, tough Viking type of person be able to take that and and go. No, it's about time. I, I can't live like this anymore. I have to be who I actually am. And I think it's fantastic. And I'm absolutely in love with the entire thing. And I I'm just so thankful that uh, that. Gabby actually wanted to share this entire experience with everyone. There was a whole countdown that she was doing and there was, unfortunately, and, and I know that she wasn't super upset about it, but unfortunately it got leaked a day early, but there was this entire countdown with, with amazing looking photos and, and really amazing write-ups that she did on this entire whole situation. And I think it's fantastic to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and opinions aside, I mean, do what makes you happy. Uh, to me, at the, at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's about. Uh, whether you agree or disagree is, is really um, not, not a factor. It's entirely up to that person and uh, to, to do what, uh, what they see fit with their life. So uh, that, that's um, all I will say about that. All right, Carl and Kim, uh, let us get to, because uh, we have Mr. Ryan K. Bowman waiting on deck here. Let us get to our Match of the Week segment. Uh, Don Lewis saying it's all about supporting that person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely a great point there. Uh, let's get to our match of the week here, Carl. And uh, traditionally, I would kind of let you go first. But you know what? I'll go first this week to, to kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, my match of the week is uh, not coming from current wrestling right now. It's going back a little bit. But um, and kind of do some research for future potential things in uh, our other show, Turbuckle Rewind. I wanted to check out some uh, matches that really kind of tickle my fancy. And this is definitely one of them here, Carl. Uh, we're going back to 2018 with, uh, of course, the, the landmark independent show All In. And I'm talking about uh, Okada versus Marty Skrull at that event. Uh, that was um, a very special match. Something, a match very, cl- very dear to my heart, uh, given how big of a New Japan wrestling fan I am. And, uh, I mean, these two guys, I mean, burned down the house um, in that match here. So uh, you, you, you watch that. That is going to be uh, a match that we talk about on our feature episode of Terminal rewind just a matter of when when we'll see that's right my match of the week as well is not coming from anything that actually happened during this week because i have been very busy and haven't actually been able to watch a lot of professional wrestling but what i did get to watch and it's going to be super simple and yes this is another one that at some point we are definitely going to be talking about on our other platform of turnbuckle rewind all i'm gonna say is i'm sorry i love you hmm okay well i, I can see where that uh, is definitely going uh Kim, I don't. You're not watching a ton of wrestling re- uh, recently, but I mean, wh- what's a maybe a match of uh, week? Maybe even from a show that you've done recently. Uh, honestly, uh, one of my favorite matches I-, I saw was actually it was um, it was Troy Hollywood and Serpentico at Mayhem on Mills in nice. Orlando. It was a live show I went to. I believe it's online on YouTube. Uh, that one, and uh, I would have to say Teddy Stigman Serpentico, where they actually did. Uh, like a time travel segment where they wrestled off screen, ended up in three other locations and back into the ring. But it was it, it was a topic. It it, cool. it 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 was something I hadn't seen before. Very cool. It is interesting. Right. Well, before we take our, our break here, you know what? Let us bring in Mr. Ryan K. Bowman. Uh, he's been patiently waiting. We appreciate that, Ryan. Uh, you know what? What's your match of the week here for this week, uh, Ryan? I'm sure that you watch a fair amount of professional wrestling these days, right? It is really odd that you brought up All In, Joe, because I actually just watched that this morning and watched the Okada and Marty Skrull match. Green Minds so Think Alike, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I, and honestly, I, I would say I'll go with that one. I'll go ahead and put Very that cool. up. Yeah, I, know yeah, I actually yeah. watched All In pay-per-view this morning for some reason. I don't know why. I just got up early, and I was like, yep. I still have it saved. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to fire this up. So it's kind of strange that we are both on the same wavelength today. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, all right, guys, let us uh, take a brief break here. Uh, let's hear from our friends over at OVW, and we're going to come back and talk about our showstopper segment. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but... 
You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com It's only $4.99 a month In between excitement, me too OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month You get that incredible value She cost me $17 million and I loved it Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com It's only $4.99 That's a price so low Well it's insane ah! So there we go over here Friends are over at OVW I love that, that commercial And uh, I love that And I will continue to play that When I was getting a kick out of that I mean for five bucks a month uh, To see some top notch wrestling uh, I mean you can't go wrong No Not at all Alright folks Saturday night special This week was really good It's on still on YouTube This week's uh, Saturday night special show For OVW So if you guys get to check it out on YouTube Our friend Michael Melkor Helped yes. produce that So uh Gotta give them a plug. I gotta go oh, check yes. that out Very very soon Okay folks Let us get to Our showstopper segment all right so for our showstopper segment this week i, I kind of found myself uh looking on uh, i was looking through facebook when i was doing up the run for this episode and i saw a very interesting article posted by our friend mr ryan k bowman here on sports kita talk about mr paul Heyman as the greatest manager of all time and had the light bulb moment and that turned into our showstopper segment this week here. So first of all, I will give Ryan the floor and to pitch his case for uh, for Mr. Paul Heyman. Well, I'm not necessarily making the case for Paul as being the greatest manager of all time. I'm saying that he has to be in the conversation now. Okay. Uh, for years, it's always been Jim Cornette, Bobby Heenan. Those mm-hmm. one and one A almost have been the two names. But at the same time, look at Paul Heyman's body of work as a manager. Go back to the 80s from his time in Memphis and the AWA. Look at his time with the Dangerous Alliance, which is a tragically underrated faction in the history of professional wrestling. And what he's done in WWE, he's managed more world champions than either Bobby Heenan or Jim Cornette did. You know, at the end of the day, I I, I think Paul Heyman at least has to be in that con- consideration, that conversation of number one, 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 one A, whatever, whatever you want to put him in. He's got to be up there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and opinions aside, uh, just briefly too, uh, make sure and go over to Sports Kita. And actually, I'll I'll, uh, I'll try to remember to put it in the description so people can go read the articles because uh, it was absolutely fantastic, well, well done. You know, check that out. Uh, but but let's uh, throw this over to our other guest here, um, Kim. Uh, what do you think? Because I I saw visually your reaction there. Um, no, I hate. What, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's no Paul Bear, and and he's he's certainly he's certainly no. Um, He's no Jim Cornette, that's for sure. Uh, no, I think Paul Bearer is just, uh, or Paul Heyman is just one of those people that's been in the right place at the right time. I don't think that he's that any better of a manager. If I had to pick, I would say Teddy Long. I mean, look at the tag teams Teddy Long has taken, and 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 the, and, and Teddy Long's, um, you know, body of work. Paul Heyman, you know, no. Sorry, Ryan. I got to disagree. I mean, you know, I look at, like the Bobby Heenan thing. Heenan managed a lot of guys, mm-hmm. but not all of them were successful. I mean, a lot of times sure. it was just a whole group of guys. Basically, Bobby got, I think, got stuck with a lot of the guys in WWF who couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. And so they gave them Bobby Heenan. Um, whereas, you know, well, Paul, Paul, Kogan. We, well Paul, Paul, uh, Paul Heyman to me was a guy that elevated his guys. He, he automatically, and I think that you see this now with WWE. I mean, when you have guys like 
Roman Reigns that are major stars, but they get an even bigger rub by being with Paul Heyman. I mean, come on, he's got to be at least up there in, the, in you know in your top three, top five somewhere. Uh, so for for myself, before I pass it off to my co-host Carl here, uh, for for me, when it comes to this role, I mean, maybe, I don't know if I necessarily have a different perspective, but when I look at uh, managers of wrestlers, for me, it's all about the character. It's all about all about the all about the character. And for me, my top two. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I can necessarily give my whole top five or top ten because we'd be here for a while. But for me, my my top two are Bobby the Brain Heenan, followed closely by Paul Bearer. Uh, for me, just uh, like I said, for me, it's all about character in that role. And those two, I think, are the absolute best. You know, whether everybody that they manage was successful or not. To, to me, that's not necessarily the most important thing because I, th- I think that character is what really helps drive um, that aspect of things. And I mean, Bobby. I mean. I mean, just for anybody who's not familiar with his work, uh, what's wrong with you? Number one, and if you just go on YouTube and watch and listen to some of his moments, not only as a manager but like on commentary and just uh, at ringside. I mean, just character-wise, fantastic. Uh, some of the best, craziest, stupidest, strangest, most hilarious lines of all time in wrestling. And you get Paul Bearer. I mean, was literally like the perfect manager for the Undertaker, especially that early Undertaker character, and really accentuated and made that even better than what it could have been if he was just by himself. To me, that that's a, a successful manager who can make you better just by your presence. Definitely. And I mean, all of these are really good picks. Um, and I mean, I do have to agree with uh, with the Bobby Heenan, right? Definitely 100%. Um, Paul, Paul Heyman, I, I, I do see it. I, I, I agree with that a little bit as well. Uh, Paul Bear, uh, definitely. Uh, I agree with that as well. Cornette was even thrown out there. But um, I think we all forget about the uh, 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 the most charismatic and flamboyant. Mm. Um, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. I mean, my goodness. I, he was a character. I absolutely loved every time that I saw Jimmy Hart coming out with, I didn't care who it was. As long as Jimmy Hart was coming out there with that megaphone and just at the ring screaming into that megaphone while you know while the the while the people were in the ring, it for me it just added and elevated a little bit more to that matchup because there was somebody out there who was so uh, invested in that match as well and voicing their opinions. One other, you know, Carl. A lot, of people, a lot of people forget about his time in Memphis. His time yes. in Memphis was actually better than his time in the WWF. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy was, was great. Yeah. In Memphis. One honorable mention I want to make to uh, just thinking outside the box while listening to all these other great uh, uh, suggestions and, and possibilities here. Uh, going to ECW, I think one that we have to kind of mention, I think he really accomplished what he set out to do in this, uh, Bill Alfonso, with that whistle. I mean, being that obnoxious manager, I mean, he nailed that to a T, right? He had people like absolutely hating that when he would blow that whistle, right? So, uh, and, and again, mission accomplished. Uh, you want to be the annoying manager, blow a whistle in people's faces. I think my whole problem with Heyman is so many wannabe managers imitate him badly. So he's like a parody. And I think that's a lot of why I dislike him. But, you know, uh, Jimmy Hart. Oh, my God, Jimmy Hart. But I'm I'm still throwing Teddy Long in there. Teddy Long, Mm. Teddy Long. Come on, guy. You got to give Teddy Long props for Doom and all all the great tag teams. Still, hands down, like for conversations and interviews that Carl and I have done. I mean, Teddy still kind of is up near the top for me, even just the, the setup to, to meeting him. I mean, it was just glorious. Uh, you know, we hadn't, we weren't really much at the time. And I mean, Teddy put us over like we were like 30 year veterans. I mean, just he's a real class act and just a pleasure to talk to that man. Just a pleasure to, to deal with and talk to Mr. Teddy Long. 
Teddy Long is, is definitely one of those uh, great names that needs to be included in there. Um, I think that, uh, unfortunately, with, uh, with Teddy Long, what kind of get overshadows uh, his entire time as a manager is when he was uh, on SmackDown. And he was one, go- he was like the general manager. And that's how everybody knows him. The tag team match, player. You're going to face <laughs> The Undertaker, right? Like, that's, that's more how everyone sees teddy long right and and so and you're right like it shouldn't be but it kind of overshadows that uh, whole managerial one one more case for for uh Heyman, and i will say this is i didn't realize till i did the story that paul's only 55 years old yeah you know for a guy that's been around 30 years you right. would think that he you know 60 70 something years old he's still got some time to put a little bit more on his resume before it's all over with i i think when it's all said and done i mean he'll be right up there with heenan and Cornette and those guys you know um when, when he finally steps away if he ever steps away from wrestling right and, and to be very fair as well um a lot of people in his position there you know given what happened with ecw would have just burned out and just faded into obscurity mm-hmm. Paul was able to kind of revive his, uh, his career uh, coming out of that. So I, I got to give him respect and props for that because uh, not everybody could have pulled that off. So I, I got to give Paul some respect for that. And uh, our friend Don Lewis uh, making a case for Mr. Fuji here. I mean, yeah, you want to talk characters uh, in managers in professional wrestling. Uh, the, the, he's a big one. He's a big one. Yep. You know, we haven't mentioned the one old school one, mm. the, the Grand Wizard. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> There's so, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good there's ones a, out there's there. There's so many. There's good so ones. many good ones. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And we haven't even touched on, uh, you know, in, in Japan and other places. I mean, there, there's been some yeah. really good managers. And uh, for, for me too, it's such a cool thing done properly. Can just it's it, it's fun to watch. It's just it's fun to watch. At the end of the day, at one time, I mean, WWE in the eighty when it was WWF in the eighties. I mean, think about how many really solid man between Hart and Heenan and Mister Fuji and guys like Freddie Blassie. They had a, a almost a whole stable of managers at that time. That was kind of the golden age for right. manager pro wrestling. Right, and you, you, of course, you have to mention Miss Elizabeth and Sherry and all those uh, the women managers who really um, did well in that role, and especially Miss Elizabeth. I mean, she was uh, pretty universally loved, at the, especially during that time. Yeah, Absolutely. I, th- yeah. I, I think for, for, for a lot of the fans today, um, it's it, it, it's a lost art. It really is. It, it's something that really mm-hmm. like there isn't isn't really very much in the the the. the there are there aren't many managers out there nowadays. Um, I'll I'll throw this down down to you for for right now, Miss Kim. Do you think that there there should be uh, more managers? Do you think that it's it's like a lost art that really needs to take shape again? I think it's a lost art. A lot of people think that screaming is managing and they're taking away from the storyline or, or, or not so much the storyline, but they're taking away from the action in the ring. Yep. Uh, they're, they've, they don't understand. And there are some great people that have, I've noticed that have come out of uh, the Dudley school that are managers. They put the wrestlers over and that's the problem. A lot of these people, especially in the Indies that are managers are putting themselves over and taking away from the action in the ring. Yep. And Heyman, I will give Heyman props. Heyman does put the wrestlers over harder than anyone I've ever seen. Yep. And, and that's the key, you know, and our, in, in a manager, we, we've talked also about the referee role, uh, Carl, where some uh, referees like to kind of steal a show. We don't want to say name names at the moment, but uh, we, we can always do that uh, later on. Ramsburg. Uh, yeah. Um, where, you know, there's a big difference between accentuating and adding to what's going on as opposed to just taking over and, uh, like Kim said, putting yourself over above everybody else. That's not the goal. And now what do you think, Ryan? 
Well, you know, and the other thing too is like, look at the situation in AEW. It's kind of hard when you see Arn Anderson outside of the ring or Tully Blanchard outside the ring to not think of them as Tully Blanchard, the wrestler, right. instead of Tully Blanchard, the manager. <laughs> you know, it's for us, the, the folks that grew up in the generation where they dominated, you know, it, it's kind of hard to see them transition into that outside, that second role. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. Right now, I just I don't see anybody that's really great as far as, uh, you know, in, in terms of Cornette or Heyman or Heenan or some of the guys that, that we grew up watching. Um, there's a handful of guys. There's a guy in OBW named Josh Ashcraft, I think, is a great manager. There's there's a few there's a few guys out on the indie level that I think could make it at the top level. But it's just something we just don't see that much of anymore. Period. I mean, like it's, see more it's, it's a trend in wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see more. Yeah, I'd love to see more. I think a good manager, especially for a tag team that doesn't really communicate that well to have a mouthpiece is 100%. That can put them over the top, quite frankly. Yeah. We just, we have to ride that final, like Kim said, and we want to make sure that we're getting the talent over and, and accomplishing that without crossing that line of, you know, taking over the show and stealing the show and, and then, you know, making your talent look like less because you're kind of outdoing them essentially. So we have to, we have to be careful that we don't uh, cross that line. Well, JT Davidson is a great example in the Indies. Uh, he used to be with Dave Crisp before yeah. Dave imploded. Um, he's a phenomenal manager, and he adds to the action going in, in the ring. Uh, super passionate, super involved, pulls the crowd in. Um, it, it's, it's not a distraction to the fans. It's a refocus. And I think that's the one thing a lot of people don't get is you need to put the focus back on your guy in the ring. Absolutely. You got to be the spice, not the meal. Yes. yes, absolutely. I think it's a good way to kind of uh, wrap up that, that, that topic. It's, it's, uh, it's the spice, but it's not the meal. It's, it's, uh, that's worded perfectly. All right, Mr. Ryan K. Bowman, uh, let us know what you have going on these days over at Sports Kita. Everything. It seems like I'm writing a story seven days a week these days. But as you mentioned, I did the uh, over the weekend, did the Paul Heyman uh, piece. And then today, the power of the pen, the topic is. Tony Khan is a lot smarter than you think he is. Interesting. So be sure to check that over at sportskeeda.com today and uh, click on all my stories, please. That always helps me out. And check me out on Facebook at Ryan K. Bowman and Twitter at Ryan K. Bowman. Absolutely. And Ms. K. Marlip, uh, tell us all about Ignite Wrestling and everything that you have going on there. The floor is yours. Um, like I said, we're back May 15th, Walking Tree Brewery, our first women's tag team uh, titles. We've got our new magazine coming out March 30th. We're on every platform you can think of pretty much uh, everything's at ignite wrestling and follow me at Kim Artlet because uh, there's a little few things that I do outside of ignite wrestling. And by the way, just let me throw in a plug. Ignite wrestling is awesome. If you haven't checked it out, you need to look it up on YouTube. Absolutely. Uh, the venues, the, the way that you guys do things, Kim is just fantastic. Like I said, we'll be uh, including a link. Um, you know, uh, we'll try to make sure we do it on, on the YouTube one if possible. And, uh, of course, on the audio version, it shows up on Podbean and elsewhere. I'll make sure and add a link uh, uh, to that as well in the description so people can go and check it out. Absolutely. Uh, Carl, anything before we go? Uh, just make sure you've you've heard, uh, you know, our, our our friends there at Collar and Elbow Brand. Make sure you go and check them out, collarandelbowbrand.com. Promo code JKPODCAST gets you 10% off. And our, we're partnered up with Phoenix as well at fnxfit.com. You're looking for supplements, whether it is a pill supplement, whether it is protein powder, cricket powder, super greens, uh, what have you. You you want to you need something? Go and check out fnxfit.com. Use promo code TBTALKPOD, and you're going to get 15% off your entire purchase there. fnxfit.com, fnxfit.com, and the promo code TB talk pod. 
There you go. And, and for myself, before we go, uh, make sure on our other check out our other show over at Love Wrestling, uh, Turnbuckle Rewind. Uh, this last week, we looked at arguably one of the greatest Royal Rumbles of all time, the 1992 Royal Rumble. Make sure and go and check that out. And coming up, uh, actually for this week, this Thursday, Carl, we're going to uh, be talking some ECW. We're going back to 1998 from Heatwave, and we're going to be looking at Taz versus Bam Bam for Rewind uh, this week. That is going to be a fun one. Oh, yes. All right. And that's it for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one. It's me, it's me, it's an Arvin B to B. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.